Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit fightradio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Link Forrester III, and we're going to be talking about his journey, as well as his new book, The Side Road, Finding Joy and Purpose Through Twists and Turns of Life. In The Side Road, Link takes readers on a journey of self-discovery and finding purpose amidst life's unexpected twists and turns. As a seasoned traveler and adventurer, Link draws from his own experiences navigating the ups and downs of life to offer practical insights and wisdom to readers. Through personal anecdotes and reflections, Link inspires readers to embrace the unexpected detours and challenges that life presents and to find joy and meaning in the journey. Link Forrester possesses a rare blend of humility, faith, and a good sense of humor, all of which have enabled him to grow through the trials of becoming a parent much earlier than planned, a risky career change, and the tragic death of a son. After graduating from Auburn University with a BS in building construction, Link began his career in sales at IBM. Five years later, he took a leap of faith into the financial services industry, where he continues to lead a thriving financial planning and wealth management business. For more information, you can visit Link's website, which is linkforesterauthor.com, and that's L-I-N-K-F-O-R-E-S-T-E-R, author.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Link to the show. Good day, Link. Hello, Robert. I'm happy to have you with me today. And as, as one who has taken many a side detour, I'm, I'm really anxious for you to, to share the, the wisdom that you, you've garnered through your experience. So, um, you know, let's, let's start with, you know, this being the – you know, bringing inspiration to Ursha, I'm always interested in finding out from authors what inspired them to write their books. So what inspired you to write The, the Side Road? One of my sons wanted me to write the book, and uh, he was uh, so insistent on me doing it. He went ahead and set up different interviews for me with ghostwriters and writing coaches, a company called Scripps. And after about five of those, I told Cole, I said, Cole, you know, I really don't even journey that uh, journal that well, but I'll give it a try. So I started writing some life stories. Um, after about 20 of those, I said, okay, well, if I was going to write a book, what would the chapter titles look like? And then I would take a life story, put it in a chapter title, um, I really enjoyed it more than I thought, and then uh, about 70% done through the 
writing of the book. I did hire a writing coach, and she was super helpful in helping me organize some thoughts and uh, help edit the book, introduce me to a publisher. So it was just a overall it was a really good experience. Well, well, good for your good for Cole. <laughs> Being that little. Uh, Plus, you know, to, to get you to, to do that. So um, that that's great. Um, now, your book is about finding joy and purpose through life's twists and turns. So would you share maybe a, a personal experience um, that you had to navigate a, a difficult challenge and kind of how that helped you in hindsight? Well, the book focuses on three major life events. Uh, the first being uh, my wife and I were uh, married very early. We were students at Auburn. Uh, we were expecting a child much earlier than we thought. And uh, we've now been married uh, 37 years. So it talks about just the things that we were able to focus on and who we wanted to be um, in a situation where most marriages don't last when they get off to a start like that. The second uh, challenge that the book focuses on is sort of leaving a normal corporate job at IBM and starting in the insurance business way back in the day. And uh, it's a business where 90% of the people fail. Uh, and it talks about things that we uh, focused on to do well and succeed. And then finally, it talks about, obviously, the, the uh, loss of a child. And we um, talk about how our marriage has survived that, as well as, um, you know, just being able to overcome that that type of loss. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to kind of talk a, a little bit about each of them, just, you know, just to kind of Dig in a little bit deeper now. Married early, um, and, and I, I was able to read in, in the first chapter about how you both were cheerleaders, and that you know the the pregnancy was was unexpected, um, but you know you both you know kind of worked with it, that that you you know. Um, Went to went to the parents and, and you know kind of uh, let everyone know about it. So with, with with that you know particular challenge, you know what what would you say was the um, uh, the biggest hurdle maybe that you had in um, embracing that you know that that path that you took. I mean, it obviously was a huge life change. We were very involved in the Auburn community, both being Auburn cheerleaders, both uh, very active. And, um, you know, in a, uh, in a moment's time, our whole life changed. We went from uh, being college kids to a young married couple, expecting um, our whole uh, our whole life uh, changed, and so we, um, you know, had to had to be new people. Had to change what was important to us. Had to 
make commitments to each other to make sure we were going to last for the, for the long haul. And uh, so it was just a huge, a huge life change. Yeah, and and, and with that, um, the you you all you both went through college as parents. And that that too had to have been a challenge as well. You know, it's funny. We um, I had about a year left in school, uh, and I promised my dad I would I would work hard and graduate early, and which we we did. I did, and um, you know, we didn't. One thing we didn't have much of early on is a lot of financial pressure, like many young couples have. Our parents were able to mm. support us and help us uh, finish school and get off to a good start. Um, obviously, we were trying to learn how to be parents. You know, we were still kids ourselves. Uh, it seemed like. Uh, all my kids are now are older than I was when we started a family, so it seems kind of crazy to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, the other, you know, life event that, that you mentioned was the leaving of IBM and going into the insurance business. Um, you know, tell us about, you know, that process, you know, what, what you went through, because a lot of people are doing that now. They're, they're leaving the corporate world. Um, and, you know, with having just gone through the pandemic, a lot of people were questioning, you know, their corporate life and, and whether or not, you know, there was something more meaningful for them to do. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, that decision-making at the time and, and um, yeah, and, and any challenges that, that you kind of had to overcome with, with that transition? Yeah, I would say back then, both my parents and Carlos' parents thought I had uh, gone off the deep end uh, to leave a great job like IBM and to, uh, you know, start a business in the then was the insurance business. We've all kind of developed into financial planning and investment management and insurance. But, um, yeah, it was uh, uh, a big step for us. Um, my wife, uh, I wouldn't say she was 100% on board with supporting the change, but she was supporting me and felt like if she believed in me and if I wanted to do it, then she was uh, willing to do it. We had two kids at the time. We were soon to be expecting a third uh, when I started. And uh, so it was great. It was a great time. Basically what happened is while at IBM, uh, I, would, I had what we call a quota territory job, and I learned kind of the real struggles of having someone manage your territory and your earnings, and um, and I and I wanted something different. I wanted to get into contract sales. I wanted to be able to make as much or as little money as I wanted. I wanted to be able to manage my own calendar. I wanted to be able to do something I was passionate about, um, and. I didn't know it was going to be in the insurance and financial services industry, but I met uh, a fellow, Bill Goodwin, who, um, you know, really changed my life and introduced me to this idea, and it was, it's been a good 30-year uh, run. Well, that, 
That's great. Yeah, I'm, I, I have relatives in upstate New York that work for IBM, so I know that if, if uh, any of their spouses were to, you know, yeah. if they were to want to leave, their spouses would probably uh, have a, a few things to say about that too. Cause there was a, you know, a pretty uh, steady job for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then the, the third, you know, life event that you mentioned, you know, that you cover in the book was the loss of a child. And I understand his, his name is, was Tyler, and he passed when he was 20 years old. So, tell, first tell us a little bit about Tyler, you know, who, who he was in essence. Tyler was a great kid. He was, uh, you know, we had three boys, and then our final child was a girl. And, uh, you know, our whole first 20 years of our life was just getting all these kids to their different sporting events. And Tyler was uh, the most social of our uh, children and had a big network of friends. He was a very good athlete, um, played uh, football and lacrosse in high school and played some lacrosse in college as well. And uh, just a just great, a great kid. Yeah, losing him at 20, just right in the prime of his life, is just a, you know, a shocker, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, the loss of a child is, has to be one of the most uh, devastating um, experiences a parent has to go through, and, and, you know, parents are doing that, you know, every, every day. So what, what would you say that helped you and Carla through, you know, like the immediate aftermath of Tyler passing and to be able to, you know, move forward in a way? Yeah, I think the first thing is to realize we all grieve differently and to be really patient with each other. Um, I think we were committed that, to not let this take our marriage down. And, um, you know, one other thing that was probably a benefit is we still had one child at home. Uh, she was in the eighth grade at the time. And I think it would have been much harder had we were, if we were already empty nesters. You know, we still had to be parents to Caroline. We still had to you know, be present for her. We had to model a mom and dad that love each other and, and just be, you know, she she needed us and, and you know, that that was important and probably very helpful um, for us, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, because I, I know that it's, you know, every time, you know, we hear about, um, tragedies that are, are taking lives of, of our kids, um, that it's just, you know, recognizing the, the toll that it takes not only on, on the immediate family, but also all of those who are tangent, you know, the, the relatives, the neighbors, the, you know, you know, if you have a particular, um, congregation, you know, all of those people are affected when something like that happens. And, and, uh, it's just, uh, I think it's important to be able to have that support structure to be able to, you know, to help. And then, like you say, you know, everyone grieves differently. 
and, and patience is certainly um, required in, in a case like that. Yeah, I, um, I mean, community is so important, and we were probably the closest to Tyler's group of friends than any of our other kids. We would uh, we have a lake house that's not too far from our house, only about 45 minutes away, and uh, we would, we really got to know Tyler's friends well, and even today I have a pretty good relationship with many of those kids. They'll reach out. I guess they're young men and women now, but they'll reach out and see how we're doing. Um, I, I may play golf with one or two of them on occasion. It's just, uh, I think that it's important to stay connected with, uh, you know, your community, your friends, your kids' friends. And and Tyler was a pretty dynamic personality, and we just, you know, we all miss him. They miss him. We yeah. miss him. Yeah. Well, you know, it, you know, keeps his keeps him alive, you know, with, with um, you know, uh, recognizing, you know, how he's touched people's lives and, and the fact that, you know, connections were made and continue, um, you know. So now, you know, these are, you know, pretty personal kinds of experiences that you share. Um, now, did you have any reluctance at all in sharing them and, and did you – how did you feel that maybe that might help others? Yeah, I don't think I really had any uh, reluctance in uh, sharing those stories in the book. The book is also full of a lot of fun and uh, stories and golf stories and travel stories and other family stories. Uh, uh, so it's a good mix of some serious topics but also some uh, fun uh family things that we do and uh, but yeah I, I think the goal of writing the book is to help you know people people are going through challenges in life and no bigger challenge than you losing a child and um, you know I think the book can can help uh, people who are going through that type of loss or friends they know going through that and and it's a fun read it's a it's a the publisher has on the back of the book, it's an 82-minute read. So it's kind of like a long-term paper. Uh, uh, but it's uh, it's fun and a, and a quick read as well. Well, that's good. That, you know, it, it, a lot can be absorbed through humor, you know, and, and being light in, in, in content. So that's um, that's good. Now, in, in the book, you encourage readers to trust in their own inner compass guide them. Um, so can you tell us, you know, kind of what you mean by that and, and how how did you um, keep in touch with that compass for yourself? I think that um, maybe the term we might use would be absolute. Like Carla and I had some absolutes in our relationship. We absolutely would never consider divorce. So once that's off the table, then let's figure out how to make it all work. Um, we do believe in absolute truth, and that doesn't mean that we always know what that is, but we, we do believe in that and trying to figure out what that is in your faith journey and in your life journey, I think, is uh, is important. We're in a world that's 
full of a lot of relativism, and I, I feel like trying to figure out what it is you really believe, what it is you really stand for and live for that is is important. And uh, many of us, all of us along the way, lose sight of that. It's good to kind of recenter our life and our focus on what, what is truly important to us. Yeah. So how um, is the recognizing of those absolutes is that can that help um, with um, trusting in one's um, inner guidance? I mean, you know, because a lot of people have difficulty trusting, you know, what they feel and, and what you know what they um, sometimes even believe in. So, you know, how, how does kind of like trusting in that inner sense help? I mean, I think that uh, we all have feelings that make us want to do things, and we have to find ways to figure out, you know, is that something we should follow or something we should test? Um, you know, if you're a theist, if you believe in God, you have to believe that a God is willing to let something happen to your child, and it, and that's tough. I mean, you know, we, we still worship a God that, says, hey, I'm willing to take your son early. And, you know, I'm not always cool with that. I don't always like his plans for me, but i got to recognize that it's his game, not mine. And i got to figure out how to find happiness and purpose and, and all of that um, within that uh, overall structure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, because, you know, those questions that you just mentioned, you know, I mean, I, they hit everyone who, you know, comes across um, something that, that really, that can really shake, you know, shake one's beliefs, you know, the basic um, sense of, of, you know, what they believe in. And, um, you know, and what you're saying is, is that, you know, that, you, in a sense, have to trust that there is um, a some kind of sense to what what's being transpired, and, and including that kind of in a way, embracing it in a way. Does is that right? Or that is right. Okay. That's exactly right. And it's tough when you're going through hard times, you're going through a tough marriage, you're having health issues, you have a loss of a relationship. These things challenge the very fabric of our uh, existence and, and what we believe in. You've got you've to be able to find the answers to that. And I think people are searching for that all the time. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, now... In your book, you know, you cover a range of topics, including gratitude, resilience, and, and mindfulness. You know, three very distinct um, attributes, or, or you know, that that uh, can sometimes sometimes be challenging. So, um, can you talk a little bit about these? Like, like for example, gratitude. What, you know, what is your take on you know the importance of gratitude? Well, essentially you say those things. I don't know if I had them listed exactly that way in the book, but I think as I think about 
gratitude, you know, I think about, um, I think about relationship. I mean, I'm so thankful for the relationships in my life. And that is what's important to me. Uh, you know, things come and go, uh, success comes, comes and goes, but it's the relationships that matter. The relationships with your spouse, the relationship with your children, your, now I have five grandchildren, the relationship with my grandchildren, the relationship with my, my, we have four aging parents. We have all four of them still with us and such a challenging time in life when, uh, you know, they're all struggling with health issues and, um, you know, it's just, it's a tough, tough time and yet you just think about how thankful you are they're here and the relationship you've had with them and yet life is getting so much harder for that. You know, getting, getting old takes courage is what my dad says and, and I agree. So I think gratitude for me is, is really focused on relationship, relationship with friends, workmates, family, you name it. That's what's important to you. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good. And, and certainly the aging, aging parents, you know, are parenting up sometimes when, when they get to the point of needing care, um, is, is a real challenge, you know, in, in today's world. Um, so, uh, now resilience. Do, do you feel that resilience is, um, a, a trait that is, um, that is learned or, or is strengthened through challenge? Well, I think it's certainly revealed through challenge. And I think that the ability to continue on and to uh, press on, I mean, life is hard. Uh, rarely do any of us get out through this life unscathed without serious challenge. And the ability to find your purpose and hope in during those times is is important. And I think it what matters is defining what's important to you and what who you want to be and finishing well, you know, and all of those things. But, you know, when you're in the middle of it, when you're right in the middle of a health crisis or you're right in the middle of loss it's it's hard and you've got to when you're not in the middle of it remind yourself of the things that are important to you in the book i talk about i wake up every morning i tell myself four things i call it the i am's uh, i say i am loved i am free i am secure and i am happy and I try to think about those things at the beginning of every day before i get started before i let myself look at news on the phone or social media or any of that. I want to at least set my thinking around the things that are important to me. Yeah, well, those are – that's a great way to start the day. <laughs> um, and it, you know, um, you know, you kind of set the stage then from, from that point forward, you know, of, you know, you know basically having a, a sense of uh, – Gratitude, you know, for and all of those, all of those aspects. Now, do do you have? Now, I understand. You know, you start with the I am. Now, do you ever have a um, 
is there ever a hesitancy? Like, for example, you know, waking up, I am happy, you know, as one of them. When waking up, that when you say that to yourself, that um, that might not be the the feeling at the time. You know, you know what I'm saying is that you know sometimes you one wakes up, you know, you know, say, you, know you would say to yourself, but but maybe it doesn't feel that. Yeah. I, of those four things, two things cannot change, and two things can change. So the fact that I am loved and I am secure can never change. Those are those are absolutes, if you will. However, happiness is your right. You're not always happy. And when you're in the middle of a challenge, that happiness factor can be low. And so uh, it's the times when you are happy you can just really – enjoy that but yeah happiness is, is uh not not an absolute and then uh, freedom is not an absolute today i'm pretty free i'm free financially i'm free from a health perspective to do most of the things i want to do but there there will be there will come a time when my freedom will be lessened i'm most likely due to health and so today when I am in a pretty good state of happiness and I am in a pretty good state of um, experiencing freedom, I want to appreciate those things. Yeah. Okay. So, and, you know, and, and, you know I, I recognize that, you know, by appreciating each of these aspects, you really uh, reinforce, you know, the uh, – you reinforce them in your life. You know, that – I mean, it's – you can go back to that experience. You know, it's something you can draw from, you know, in times where it's not so. I'm, I I agree. You want to savor those times uh, when you are happy. Um, and, and one other thing we haven't really talked about much is the idea of Grace and forgiveness. I think that's another thing in our lives that has allowed us to uh, be free and happy. To you know, people are going to disappoint us. I'm going to disappoint people all the time. If you're counting on me to not disappoint you, you're going to be a sad person. And so I want to be quick to forgive, quick to give grace, quick to you know get over it. I don't want to hold on to many things because I know what's inside me. It's a pretty dark story sometimes. So we're all dealing with the uh, the inner man, the inner person that we don't love. So. Yeah, very much. Well, well, Link, we're about halfway through the show, so I want to take just a quick 90-second break, and then we'll continue our conversation after that, okay? Sounds great. Thank you. Okay, great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. 
Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide. Books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Link Forrester III, and we're talking about his journey, as well as his new book, The Side Road, Finding Joy and Purpose Through the Twists and Turns of Life. And again, you can find out more about Link by visiting his website, which is linkforresterauthor.com. That's L-I-N-K-F-O-R-E-S-T-E-R, author.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Link. Good to be back. Okay, great. Now, um, you know, you said in your book you have some lighthearted um, humor uh, in the book. So um, can you tell us, uh, you have a chapter called The Good, you know, about your adventures. Um, And I mentioned in the introduction that you're a seasoned traveler and adventurer. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, about that um, that adventurer and, and, and maybe the good? Yeah, the good has some different trips we've taken. Uh, talked a little bit about uh, going to Guatemala uh, as uh, some medical, on medical mission trips, which is fun. Uh, then we talk about going to Europe when our son Tyler—not uh, Tyler, but when Cole Cole spent a year in Europe in school—and we went there and we visited some places where Tyler had visited as well, which was sort of special. Um, talk about uh, trips we've taken to Hawaii or um, uh, different. Um, uh, just different fun trips we've taken. So, so the good is all the. Uh, um, well, actually, I'm sorry. That that is the escape. Actually, is the story about um, about the travel. Yeah, sorry about that. The good is about a lot of a lot about a lot of golf stories. So, um, w- one funny golf story is the hole in one I uh, made, and I talked about the fact that my son and I had this agreement that if one of us made a hole in one, we had to rip off our shirt and run to the hole. So there I was, running to the hole, man boobs activated. And it was uh, <laughs> a funny story. But a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of good golf stories. Some of those golf stories include travel as well. Um, so, yeah, so the escape is about uh, a lot of the travel we've done. And then the, the good is, about a lot of funny golf stories if you're into golf. That's my major pastime, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I read one. Was it your father-in-law did um, 
a face to the ground <laughs> during one particular golf outing? Yeah, we were uh, playing golf together, and he passed out. And and then he hopped back up out, off the ground and looked at me straight in the eye and said, not a word to anybody. Because at the time, he was a big hunter, and he didn't want anything to interfere with his hunting. So he certainly didn't want me to tell the story of him getting a little overheated on the uh, on the golf course. But I felt an obligation to tell someone, so I made my brother-in-law carry that uh, carry that secret <laughs> with me. And I thought it was major enough that I needed at least one other person to to uh, entrust with that uh, with that story. Yeah, but it did it did get out eventually, though, correct? <laughs> It did. That's why it's in the book. <laughs> it's no longer yeah. a secret. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Now, um, you also, in addition to the good in the escape, you also have the bad. What, what What are some of those things that you cover in the bad? The bad are all the things I do that I don't like to do. Um, I talk about... Uh, you know, my I'm not a big exercise person, but I am willing to walk a little bit and do some do some light yoga. My wife is, you know, makes me. You know, I used to be like a, you know, 15 minute get ready person, but now my wife makes me put all these lotions on my body and face creams and this and that. It takes forever to to uh, to get ready. Um, I have some funny kind of medical stories in there about um you know my my first colonoscopy that's a funny story in there but um so my my gastro his name's dr sunshine can you imagine being a gastro and be named dr no. sunshine <laughs> there is something else on that one <laughs> i bumped into him uh just uh you know maybe a month ago at a restaurant and i told him the story about him being in the book and i actually had a copy of the book with me and gave it to him and he got a big kick out of that so uh, one of the funny things is i uh i uh, i don't know if it's a curse or a skill or whatever you call it but i my my mind is full of a lot of jokes and so I, I will never forget waking up from the anesthesia from that uh, colonoscopy, and I was in the middle of the joke to the nurse, and she said, oh, Mr. Forster, please stop talking. No more talking. Let me go get your wife. No more jokes. So I, uh, I, you know, we, we got back in there, and the doctor came in and sat next to Carla and looked at Carla, and she goes, man, your husband, he's sort of full of shit. And my wife said, well, <laughs> Normally, but not today, because <laughs> yeah, as, as you know, the prep for a colonoscopy, you know, you're basically empty. So she didn't miss yeah. a beat with that one. Wow. So humor runs in the family, or <laughs> the family is here. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. You know, and, and you know, it's it's uh, good that you're able to, um, you know, laugh about. You know those, you know those experiences, and be able to, you know, for people who are going through them, you know, for them to, you know, maybe shift the perspective, perspective a little bit, you know, which which can be very important when when dealing with challenges. I agree. Humor has been a good uh, stress relief for me, and uh, um, yeah, it's a big part of my life.
Yeah, very much. So what what advice would you give to readers who may be feeling um, a little bit stuck or, or, or kind of lost in their current path and maybe not even sure how to move forward? Uh, well, I'd say this book is a super light read. Um, I'm confident there's one or two nuggets you'll get from it that um, you might will cause you to pause and maybe think. You don't have to agree with everything in the book, but there's just some things about uh, our life that I think are worth, you know, hearing about. Uh, and there are some funny stories, so I think you'll laugh um, uh, along the way. So, uh, but yeah, it'll yeah. it talks about faith and family and finances and friendship and all the Fs, right? And so, uh, <laughs> you know, it hits most of those uh, topics. And, um, yeah, I think there's something that you can get from it. And it's a really easy read. It will not – I say in the book, if you're, um, like, maybe on Chapter 5, if you're powering through this book and, and, and you're not enjoying it, you can blame my son, Cole, for that. So there you go. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, he, he did his job prompting you, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, thinking about the book, you know, what are, would you say, are some of the, the lessons that people can take from it that they can apply to their daily lives, even maybe starting right after listening to the show? Well, again, it, it talks about overcoming these three main life events. So if you're dealing with struggle, you might find some things in there that we focused on that you may find helpful. Um, and uh, there's some uh, work things about my career that might be helpful. So as it relates to uh, business and finance, you can, um, you know, there may be a nugget or two in there and, uh, I just think it's a it's a light read on some serious topics that might be worth thinking about, and it's an easy way to do it. I think. Yeah, well, well that that's good. Well, to read in eighty two minutes, you know, that's uh, that is definitely a, a quick read, and um, but but I think that it's kind of like um, it, would, it would be um, a, a quick perspective shifter, you know, for folks who maybe, you know, in, in times of challenge would uh, can pick it up and and maybe find some humor in, in some of what, what they're going through at the time. Um, is there, yes. uh, are there, yeah, are there, what, what um, authors or, you know, people have, you know, influenced you most in, in your writing or even in your perspective of how you approach life? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm, uh, uh, I really read a lot of fiction. I like fiction. I like stories. Uh, my wife now has me listening to books as opposed to reading the book, reading books. So we sit on our dock at the lake house and we'll listen to books together and it's fun. Um, I mean, all kind of, uh, you know, there's tons of either business books or faith-based books that we've read, but I'm just not, I don't love those as much. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I do read the Bible regularly. Obviously, that's a part of our life. And 
Um, and, uh, you know, we spend time students of that. But, uh, but reading for pleasure, for me, it's, it's mostly fiction. And, and, uh, this book, even it's not our life. My wife says that there are a lot of link truths in the book. So that the truth the way I remember it. And I said, well, that's, that sounds pretty true to me. <laughs> but, uh, see, so she might want to correct the record on a few things. But, uh, well, well, you know, I mean, it, it's from your perspective. There's link truths, and I'm sure there's karma truths as well. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, now, do you have any other? You mentioned that you weren't, you know, when you started, you didn't necessarily find yourself as as a writer. Um, now, having gone through this process, um, do you see any other books in your future? I would say not in the near future. Um, I think this one is uh, going to be it for a little while. Uh, I enjoyed it. I wish there was more to write about it. As I told you, it's a, uh, it's a pretty short read, and I felt like I was out of – I was out. You're, you're, you'll get a whole picture mm-hmm. of my whole life in these 82 minutes. So, um, so yeah, yeah I, I, need to, I need some more life experience if it's going to be about me. And if it's going to be about something else, <laughs> I need to – I, I'll need to work on that a little bit. Yeah, well, maybe maybe Cole or Caroline will have a few <laughs> a few suggestions, you know, for, for yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, is there um, you know anything that maybe we haven't covered, you know, that you feel you know is an important part of the book um, that the readers um, would find helpful? Uh, I mean, I think we've covered most of it. We have some fun stories about college and college football. A lot of our we we go to a lot of Auburn football games, and um, I mean, there again, there's just some fun and funny life stories in there. Um, uh, so yeah, I think we've covered most of it. Again, I think okay. it does focus on the on the the F groups, right? The faith, family. Mm-hmm. Friends, finances, fitness, all those things are sort of uh, in there in one way or another. Yeah, okay, well, well that's great. Well, you know, you know, the, just the title itself, for, for me, it, it just struck to be um, a, a very um, important part of life, you know, the idea of a side road and then finding joy and purpose through twists and turns because sometimes those twists and turns, you know, the unexpected, um, can be, uh, you know, can set one, you know, on a path of wondering, you know, what what's next. Um, but um, finding joy and purpose in them is really, I think, uh, sets the stage so that when the next twist or turn happens, that you know, it's not as much of a challenge as it is an, an opportunity you know, to be able to, you know, find additional purpose or, or joy where, you know, it wasn't expected. I agree completely. If you know who you are, you know where you're headed, you know what's important, you know you're going to have some bumps in the road, and you just that, that's just part of it, part of life. Absolutely. Well, Link, I want to thank you for your time today. It's really been a treat, and, and I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. 
Well, Robert, thank you. I've, in, I've enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, I hope your listeners can uh, will enjoy the book and provide us some feedback uh, on our website or uh, through social media. But uh, uh, thank you. You're, you're very welcome. Again, everyone, today, my special guest has been Link Forrester III. We've been talking about his journey as well as his new book, The Side Road, Finding Joy and Purpose Through the Twists and Turns of Life. And again, you can find out more about Link and the book by visiting his website, which is linkforresterauthor.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bite Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.